0: So, this morning also is our uh, first day of Advent. Um, for those of you that do not know, uh, Advent really just means coming. And so, here as a church family, we take an opportunity throughout the month uh, leading up to Christmas Eve. And actually, let me stop here because I did forget one thing that wasn't on my notes. We were because uh, I had a few questions about it. Christmas uh, f- uh, falls on a Sunday this this month or this year, and so just so you know, so if you need to make plans, we're going to be really focusing in on Christmas Eve um, this Christmas season, and so we will not be having a service on Christmas Day. Uh, And we're inviting everybody to be here Christmas Eve for a really special Christmas Eve service. So as we get a little bit closer, I'm going to let you know a little bit more about that. But just so you know, put it on your calendars. Christmas Eve uh, is going to be a big event. We'll have our candles, carols, and communion candlelight service that night and just it's just a beautiful time like if you think this stuff looks good now wait till all the lights are out and and all you're seeing is candles it's going to be beautiful so put that on your calendar uh, as well but as we move into this season of advent you know it really is just an opportunity for us as a church family to kind of take a moment in all of our services leading up to Christmas Eve to really focus in on what this season means. I think Wendy mentioned it beautifully in her prayer that sometimes the stress of this time can get so overwhelming. And so this is just an opportunity for us as a church family to really focus in on this time and what it really means. And so as we've done in the years past short little video. And then Jim and Tammy are going to come and lead us in the first week of Advent. So Emily, if you want to go ahead and play the video.
1: candle of hope. With Christians around the world, we use this light to help us prepare our hearts and minds for the coming of God's Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May we receive God's light as we hear the words of the prophet Isaiah. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. Isaiah 9-2. All right, first of all, I wanted to just declare glory to God. Um, I'm not a public speaker. I'm plowing through it because somebody's telling me to. <laughs> so the, the theme with this Advent candle is hope, you know, for the, the first weekend of Advent. And um, I just wanted to say a few things and like how God is moving in our lives And first off, I wanted to say thank you to the pastor because this man is so special. Week after week, he delivers a message that is just from the heart and just passion filled. I've never seen anything like it. I've been to several churches in my life and I've just never experienced the word of God flowing through anybody's mouth like this pastor, it's unbelievable. So I wanted to kind of demonstrate or give you a sample of how God's working in our lives. And basically, um, you know, I'm a broken man and you know, our family is not perfect. We had a little bit of a rift. It really wasn't a big deal compared to some other things we've been going through recently. But um, basically our son, Uh, We have a son and a daughter son 17 years old and there was a little bit of a rift there and that an Expectation was kind of laid down for him that made him uncomfortable So you know like many of us he kind of chose to flee (laughs) He's 17 years old. He's got his license recently and this is like the first time You know we said okay, you know you can go down to your friends and all this kind of stuff well he left at about 2 o'clock and um, You know we did our thing we had a large gathering there with several people and uh, he left and you know got to be about 8 o'clock and Tammy started to get kind of worried and you know she had called out several times text and uh, voice you know through the cell phone and there was no response it was radio silence so at that point you know we're about 10 out of 10 nervous about what's going on because our young son's out on the streets you know doing God knows what and perhaps acting out you know, he's got the free bird syndrome with his new license and car and access to running around. And, you know, I think back to some of the things that I've done in my past and, you know, many of them were not good, <laughs> you know, as, as a 17 year old, even later on, but I guess that's a different uh, testimony. Anyway, um, so we're starting to get nervous and we're sitting there, what do we do, what do we do? We jump down in the truck, run down after this guy, our, our son and see what's happening you know drive to the house check on the car knock at his friends door do all this kind of paranoid stuff but you know something that the pastor taught me was uh, don't let your heart lie to you and I'll tell you what that that has been one of the most pivotal moments of my life that has folded into almost everything and so I am trying not to panic. I'm trying to restore calm to this. And I mean, we've, we've worked through several things ourselves in our relationship, and I'm just trying to be a new me. I mean, brand spanking new. was <laughs> <laughs> wisdom from this man. Anyway, so I'm trying to remain calm. So I'm like, what are our options? You know, I already said it. Go down and check on them, knock on the door. The final thing is, what do Christians do when they're walking through the valley? They pray and I broke out in prayer and I'm praying God protect our son keep him safe because we're both thinking worst cases and I'll tell you what by the end of that prayer guess who calls before I even close the prayer with an amen our son calls us and that is no coincidence God is looking after us I could not believe it and I'm here to tell you that God is working in more ways in our lives recently and this don't get me wrong this is not about us this is not about our family this is about God God is alive and well Amen. and this season we all need to keep our focus keep our focus on God and I'm telling you this pastor delivers the word I, I cannot believe it I am just flabbergasted astounded in awe I can't put words that give this justice to this pastor and God and in that I'm going to just close this in a prayer dear God all people in darkness need to hear your word and I pray that they hear the word Aaron and I pray to you that you deliver them through illness this division that we as God's people are facing I pray to you that you bless them and bring bring them to the Word of God set them free from the lies the lies from our heart and the enemy and give them what they need when they need it Esther has delivered to me and I mean, I I just can't believe, God, that we are such a small church and a small congregation, and we have this man, the messenger of God, all to ourselves. So uh, I I, I pray that you continue to bring these blessings to help us through these challenging times. In your holy name, amen. amen. Thank you.
0: Well, it is uh, my opportunity now to introduce our our speaker for this morning. He's not a guest, so he's not our guest speaker because he's our part of our family. Um, but uh, Randy and Andrea have been coming now. Yeah, I think they came started coming in the springtime, um, so not quite a year, um, but they have kind of just stepped in and just immediately just um, just jumped right in with both feet and been a part of who we are and what we are and. We're just so thrilled that they're a part of our family and that god brought them to us uh, and uh, randy is presently working on uh, getting his credentials with the assemblies of god which is which is awesome um, but at the same time that's not why he's up here uh, he's up here because he loves the lord he loves god's word and i believe that the lord has laid a, a special word on his heart for us this morning and so it's really my honor and privilege to introduce randy uh, and obviously, we know who he is. But let's give him a, a round, a warm round of applause as he comes to share God's words with us this morning. So, Thank you, Pastor. Great, I'm really excited. About it. Thanks. Yep. Thank you, Pastor.
2: I got to get this water. <laughs> well, good morning getting back to basics. The modern definition of basic is forming an essential foundation or starting point. When I was praying over this this message, God pointed me to the first four words in the Bible. In the beginning, God. I said, thank you, God. God. I don't have to type anything else. This is my message. You can't get any more basic than the beginning of your creation, Lord. And he said, that's true, but keep typing. So I knew he was talking to me directly when when he said, in order to grow in your relationship with me, You need to relearn the basics. You need to reinforce your foundation with Jesus as the cornerstone and let the Holy Spirit show you the right way to build on a firm foundation that can withstand the storms and hardships you will experience that can chip away at your foundation. Getting back to the basics of Christian beliefs, which I have taught you, will help you grow and mature. Read my word, grow in your faith, and never forget to pray. Yes, Lord, he said. Many of you may have had that similar interaction with the Father during your quiet times or your prayer time. So you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't had an experience with the Father, you're in the right place. You can have that today because the Holy Spirit is here. Amen. And he's ready to help you build a new foundation or reinforce your current foundation. It is so easy to get off track living in this broken and sinful world. When you experience trials in your life, you can always turn to the self-help sources. There's no shortage of popular social media platforms, self-help books, and those annoying talk shows. Those sources have nothing for us because Jesus isn't included in their solution. In order to get back to the basics of Christian living, we need to strip off the world and remember the basics that have been taught to us in his wonderful word. How well we remember the basics determines how well we will stand and persevere. It said, Father, why do we need a firm foundation in Christ? The answer is simple. The enemy of my way and the enemy of your soul will do anything he can do to trick you into believing you're okay. And how you are living is okay, even as things are crashing down around you, believing you are okay, and how you're living. So the basics of biblical practices which I have given you form the foundation of all you do in your Christian life. A faulty foundation will eventually crumble. A firm foundation will stand no matter what the enemy puts in your way to block you from a wonderful relationship with me. That's why you need a strong ecclesia or church in your life to reinforce your foundation in my Word of Truth, Amen. Don't you just love the wisdom of God in your life? So, what are some of the basics we need to practice in our Christian life? Number one, consistency in God's in teaching God's Word. So many uh, people interpret the Bible differently. Twisting Holy Scripture to fit into their own beliefs. Even some churches manipulate God's word to fit in their own doctrine. Friends, it's time to get serious in seeing what God's view is. Cutting through the confusion and the smoke, blinding people caused by today's popular opinions concerning what God's word tells us. In some churches, teaching seems to be moving away from sound doctrine and departing from the truth written in God's already infallible word. False teaching is running rampant in our world, and the result is many believers may have been confused by the notion, I have the right and privilege to do my own interpreting of God's words and have my own understanding So what does consistency in God's word look like? Open your Bibles or your apps to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Paul continues in 1 Corinthians, in chapter 14, verse 33, he writes, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches and saints. Brothers and sisters, we must use the inspired word of God to conquer the confusion caused by sources, ...that are not consistent with the Holy Spirit teaches us. Holy Scripture must be loved... ...treasured... ...and guarded by all church members... ...who see it as God's final and ultimate truth... ...for a lost and broken world. We must safeguard its doctrines... ...by faithfully adhering to his teaching... ...proclaiming its saving message to all the world, defending it against all those who would distort or even destroy it. When we as a body of Christ commit ourselves to the truth in God's word, we will have unity in teaching of God's word. That unity is a beautiful thing. But what is the result of a unified church Please turn to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 3 through 6. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, there is one body and one Spirit. Even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all, Amen. If that doesn't get you fired up, you need to have your pulse checked. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, help us understand what you have for us. Be with us as we study your word. Reveal to us the strength and desire to let your Holy Spirit lead and guide us as we grow and mature in our faith and love for your precious scriptures which you have given us. Father, we pray in Jesus' name for perfect clarity in your wonderful word and let no one take it away from us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Abide in the love of Jesus. Here is another critical part of our basic foundation. When we abide in Jesus, we naturally grow and mature in our faith. And Jesus tells us how God accomplishes this critical progression in our salvation in the parable of the vine and the branches. Please turn to John 15. For me, this is a very powerful parable because it's given to us from Jesus. So much of God's word was given through the Holy Spirit to prophets and everyday people and the disciples. This scripture is directly from God speaking to us. In verse 1, Jesus describes himself as the true vine, and those who become his disciples are the branches. By remaining attached to Jesus as a source of life for us, we grow and mature. We receive nourishment. Jesus tells the woman at the well that he was the living water. And with this water, she would never thirst again. But with all these advantages from knowing Jesus and applying his principles to our life, what happens to us? We grow in him. We'll start to bear fruit, which will translate to bringing people to God, wanting to live righteously, go to church, and participate in its ministries to impact our community. Influencing the people we love who don't know Jesus to come to church. And through these simple actions from us, Broomfield Assembly will grow. Because we're obeying God's word to bear the fruit of the spirit. Okay, we're at uh, John chapter 15. We're going to start at verses 1 through 3. I am the true vine, and my father is a husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, so that he may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. I want to take a a, a little bit of time here with verse 2. Jesus speaks of two categories of branches. Fruitless and fruitful. Fruitless. The branches that cease to bear fruit are those who no longer have life in them that comes from enduring faith and love for Christ. These branches the Father severs from the vine. In other words, he separates them from vital union with Christ. When they stop remaining in Christ, they cease having life and they are removed from the vine. Fruitful. The branches that bear fruit are those who have life in them because of their enduring faith and love in Christ. These branches the Father prunes so that they will become more fruitful. Through the Father's pruning, He removes from their life anything that diverts or hinders the vital flow of Christ into them. So what kind of fruit are we called to bear. We are called to bear the fruit of Christian character that brings glory to God through our life and witness. Please turn to Galatians chapter 5. It should be on on the screen. Verses 22, 23. We we all know it. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. This scripture describes the fruit produced in us by the spirit Jesus gave us. When we grow and mature in our faith, the fruit that is produced in us is seen by people who are lost and have no hope. This gives us the opportunity to lead them to the Lord. Let's continue, John chapter 15, we're in verse 4. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except you abide in me. After a person believes in Christ and is forgiven, he or she receives eternal life, and the power to remain in Christ through the presence of the Holy Spirit given to us at the time of uh, conversion or salvation and dwells in our hearts. When we are given that power, we must also accept responsibility in salvation, always remain in, in Christ Jesus, and we must continue to abide or or live in his presence just because the branch has life only as long as life flows into it from the vine. We have life through our living in Christ only as long as we stay attached to Jesus. Are you with me here? Friends, this is not the end of the story. There are conditions and requirements by which we remain in Christ. Number one, we have to abide in Jesus so he can abide in us. Number two, we have to keep God's word continually in our hearts and minds and use the Holy Spirit dwelling in us to guide our actions. Number three, we have to maintain the habit of constant and intimate communion with Christ in order to draw the life-giving water from Him. And number four, we we have to obey His commands, remaining in His love, and loving each other, keeping our life clean through following the principles given to us by God's infallible Scriptures. Resisting sin and yielding to the Holy Spirit's direction. Let's continue with uh, verse five and six. I am the vine and ye are the branches he that abideth in me and I in him the same bringeth forth much fruit for without me ye can do nothing if a man not abideth in me he is cast forth as a branch and is withered and men gathered around them and cast them into the fire and they are burned these verses to me are the key in applying this parable to our life. It makes it unmistakably clear that Christ did not believe once in the vine, always in the vine. Rather, in verse 6, he gives his disciples a solemn but loving warning that it is indeed possible for even true believers to ultimately abandon faith, turn their backs on Jesus. And when they fail to remain in Jesus, what happens is they are severed from him. And when that happens, that person cannot fulfill the purpose for which God created man and woman. So let's continue with the next verses. Verses 7 through 10. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that he that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so I have loved you. Continue uh, continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Even I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So the secret to answered prayer is remaining in Christ. The more intimate that our life is in Christ through prayer, fasting, worship, meditation, on and study of the Scriptures, the more our prayers will be in line with the nature in words of Christ, which will make our prayers more effective. Jesus calls us to a life of holy intimacy and personal devotion to Him. This is possible because the love of God has shown His children, which He has poured out into our hearts, by the Holy Spirit. God has demonstrated His great love through Christ dying for us while we were still sinners. We remain in Jesus' love by pursuing spiritual intimacy and communion with Him and obeying His commands just as He did with His Father. A logical question here what is the foundational principle governing this? saving relationship between Christ and the believer? The answer is that it is never static relationship based solely on a past decision or experience or a couple hours on Sundays. Rather, it is a progressive relationship which takes a commitment from us to God's church, Broomfield Assembly. So we can continue to lead the people in our community to God Brothers and sisters, Christ lives in us and shares us with his divine power, shares with us his divine power and wisdom to reach the people who desperately need God through the Holy Spirit dwelling in our hearts. Amen. That's the answer. I want to quickly roll over to 1 John chapter 5 verses 11 and 12. And this is the record that God hath given to us, eternal life, and this life is in His Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God has not life. Friends, all people should hear the gospel because our eternal life is in God the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. The point I want to make here is that eternal life cannot be received any other way. I say again, that beautiful and peaceful life cannot be received in any other way because he is the only way and the life. When we stop receiving the nourishment from the vine, which is Jesus, brothers and sisters, we die. That may sound harsh, And it it is, but we have to hear the full gospel in all its glory and pain to grow in our faith, abiding on the vine. Let's wrap up our uh, second basic principle. The responsibility of remaining in Christ is on each one of us. This is the response to God's prior gift of salvation and the power given to us by the Holy Spirit at our conversion. When we accept Christ as our Savior, we will have eternal life. Remaining and Number two, remaining in Christ results in Jesus' continued indwelling, giving us fruitfulness, success in prayer, and the fullness of joy. Number three, the consequences... Of failing to remain in Christ are fruitlessness, removal from the vine, and destruction. When we uh, abide in Jesus, there's another part of our life that is directly connected to our Christian character and the fruit we bear. It is our next basic principle, our Christian conduct. There is an awesome verse applying this principle. It is part of the Apostle Paul's prayer uh, for the Colossians and is directly related to the conduct expected of us by our Lord that we live holy lives that are pleasing to the Lord, bearing fruit for Christ, and showing love for others as we grow and mature in our knowledge of God. Colossians chapter 1, verse 10 that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in all good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. So the fruit of our Christian character produces in us our Christian conduct. When we are abiding in the Spirit of Christ, we will be setting a good example for the non-believer who may wonder, how can I have that same joy and peace in my life? which can create, and this can create a good opportunity to sow the seed of having a joyous life following Jesus Christ and adding to the kingdom of God on earth. By inviting them to attend a service to let the Holy Spirit water the seed you just planted, that process will cause growth in all churches, including Broomfield Assembly. Let's uh, move to another basic principle in our Christian life. Praying in faith. That's what you talked about this morning, Jim. Praying in faith. Prayer, in its most fundamental definition, is communicating with God. But at the same time, it's multifaceted because it involves listening, questioning, petitioning, talking, and responding. We unload our feelings and opinions. Questions, needs, and concern. We ask for His help in healing, hope, wisdom, comfort, and joy. And that's what we are supposed to do. Our God wants us to rely on Him. Psalm 62, verse 8. Trust in Him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Friends, prayer is that necessary link to receiving God's blessings and power. Effective prayer must be persistent and be based on genuine faith that what we are praying for will be answered. Amen? Okay. Please turn to Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. Jesus explains this principle in the parable of the persistent widow. And, and verse 1, Luke chapter 18, verse 1, And he spake a parable unto them, to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came to him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary." And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Weary me, I mean. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjudge the unjust judge says, and shall not God avenge his own elect? which cry day and night unto Him, though He bear long with them. I tell you that He will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall He find face on earth. From this parable, we, we learn several things. We must persevere in prayer with regard to all matters until Jesus returns. In this life... We have an adversary, Satan. Prayer can protect us from the evil one in our prayers. And persistent prayer is counted as faith. Let's hit the pause button here. I I want to unpack verses 7 and 8. Luke chapter 18, verse 7. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? When Jesus returns for those who cry out to him, he will put an end to the distress and suffering received at the hand of a hostile and evil world. And he will take them to himself. That is written in John chapter 14, verse 3. But if, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. This is the hope of all believers right there in that verse. As surely as Christ went to heaven, he will return from the Father's presence to take his followers with him to heaven. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Verse, uh, Luke chapter 18, verse 8. I tell you that He will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall He find faith on earth. What an important question. Shall He find faith on earth? Jesus' question may indicate that as the time for His return draws near, evil will become so dominant that many in the church will fall away from the kind of faith that perseveres in prayer. The question we need to ask ourselves is, am I persevering in faith, continuing in steadfast prayer, and calling on God that justice be done? Or am I so preoccupied with this life that I am not looking forward to Christ's return and his eternal kingdom? It's very clear that fervent and persistent prayer is fundamental to our relationship with the Father because it is counted as faith. To answer Jesus' question from verse 8 when the Son of Man cometh, he will find uh, will he find faith on earth? He is going to find faith on earth in this church. Because we are constantly praying for the lost and hurting people to accept the invitation at his table. When you have a chance, revisit Luke chapter 14, verses 15 through 24, the parable of that dinner that we just talked about. I really enjoyed that preaching series, Pastor. Thank you. Around the table. Remember that? That's what he was talking about right there. Getting back to basics. It reminds us where we came from. The Holy Spirit dwelling in us will show us the right way to reinforce our foundation that can withstand the storms and hardships we will experience that can chip away at our foundations. Getting back to the basics of Christian belief, which has been taught to us, will help us grow and mature. However, in order to grow as an ecclesia or church, we need unity in God's Word. We need to abide in the love of Jesus and we need to never forget to pray in faith that God will answer our prayers. We as a body of Christ do an awesome job of welcoming all who may come through the front door. But you know what? That visitor may have no foundation or have no knowledge of what the basics of Christian living are. Drawing on the basics of our Christian belief will help our visitors feel welcome uh, because they will hear God's word being preached. They will experience mature Christians greeting them and making them feel comfortable in the presence of the Holy Spirit, which is already working in their life. And they will witness persistent prayer which will bring them closer to God. During this process, the visitor will begin to build a strong foundation, maturing in Christ, living on the vine, bearing the fruit of the Spirit. What a wonderful plan of redemption God has for us. For anybody that comes through that door, I love that. Go ahead, Fred, if you could play some music for us. I want to take some time for the Holy Spirit to work in us right now. A chance for you to respond to what the Spirit is telling you. Please, let's close our Bibles and put our cell phones away and everything that m- might distract us from what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. Father, we we are to ask God for wisdom, for coping with our trials not just delivering from them. So go ahead and pray to the Father and ask him to reinforce or build your foundation living in a Christian life. But listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. Pastor, uh, if you want to pray with our our pastor, uh, he's going to uh, come up. So just take a few minutes enjoying the presence of God in your life. If you need a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit, the altars are open for you. Our pastor's here. And he's definitely able to (laughs) pray with you. I love him. If you have not experienced Jesus coming into your life, saving you, you can do that now. Don't wait any longer. Don't put it off. God is here inviting you to raise your hand or come forward. For those online who are streaming with us, you can do this too. Absolutely. The Father's arms are open, waiting for you to come to Him. Jesus. Let's take a few more minutes. Heavenly Father, we just uh, come before you now. Thank you for everything you do for us. The reinforcing of of our foundation, Father, we just draw on your strength and power to withstand this uh, fallen world that we live in, Father. Father, we just look to you for your strength in this. Heavenly Father, we we just ask you to your continued presence for this church and for each one of us who is hearing your word today online or in here. In Jesus' mighty and precious name, we we ask these things. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor.
0: Thank you, Randy. Thank you, Father. Good job, buddy. Mm. Thank you, God. God, you're so good. Mm. You're so good. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. So go Randy, we just, we just thank you for that reminder. You know, it's, it's interesting because no matter where we are in our relationship with the Lord, you know, we, we, we've just accepted Him or we've known Him for 70 years those basics that you shared with us are just so vital, and I know in my own life at times when I begin to get off track and I begin to kind of do things my own way, um, one of the best remedies to that yes. is to go back to those basics. Yes, Amen. It's to go back to those things that I know are so vital to my walk with you, Father, and and, and so it's, it's just a great reminder that especially as we're heading into this Christmas season where things can get kind of crazy and busy and stressful to remember mm-hmm. those basics of our faith, those, those foundational truths that we need that can just make such a massive impact in our day-to-day walk with the Lord. So, Father, we just come to You right now, and we just thank You. We thank You for this reminder. We thank You for the fact that... Um, even as we grow, although you take us to deeper levels of maturity and understanding with you, Father, the ways we get there are just as basic as when we first become, became. To, we first we started to know you. It's prayer. It's it's understanding scripture. It's it's all of these things that are so vital to us. And so, Father, I thank you that you have reminded us once again, because you desire us to grow, you desire us to bear fruit, you desire us to be a major part of what you want to do in us and through us. And so we do thank you for that. Yes, Father, you're so good, and we love you so much. We thank you for this time. We thank you for this opportunity to come and to worship you and to, to start remembering your, your first coming even as we look forward to your second and to hear this word that is challenging and that helps us to understand where we need to be as we continue to grow and mature in you, to stay grafted in that vine so that we can become the men and the women of God you've called us to be. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Man, Randy, again, thank you for sharing God's word with us this morning. You did a great job. Awesome. Let's give Randy. Yeah, that's great. Great. Now, now, listen, there's a lot going on, so make sure that you remember all that the things are. There's, there's things coming up this week. There's things come, it's pretty much every week, okay? And just so you know, next week, uh, we're going to be starting our brand-new Christmas series. It's called The Exchange, Um, It's Christmas, so I'm excited about it. Uh, During worship, we'll have some We'll do some christmas carols as well we're really gonna enjoy this season together so next week we'll really kind of begin our even though it's already decorated and looks amazing next week we'll really kind of start our christmas season together so again this friday there's something coming up the ladies have a paint party there's there's just a lot going on we really want you to be a part of all that you can be so let me pray as we dismiss and make sure you if there's any sign up sheets you need to sign up for or whatever make sure you get all that stuff taken care of father we love you and we do thank you for this time we ask now that you just go with us as we go. Be with us this week. Help us to be a light in a dark place and make a difference for you. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys. Have a great week and we'll see you soon.